Welcome to the Soul Meet Strategy Podcast. This is for the new earth feminine leader who is ready for exponential growth by going deeper into her magic. The woman who's here to expand her wealth, become fully self-expressed and make waves through her business. Hi, I'm your host, Jenna Fay, founder of Soul Meet Strategy. I've grown my multi six-figure business by mentoring badass women like you to unleash your embodied feminine leadership, use aligned strategy to scale, become masterful facilitators and experience quantum manifestation. If you're a full body yes to experiencing more wealth, pleasure and nourishment in your life and business, then you are in the right place. Come and connect with me on Instagram at soulmeetstrategy. Get on my email list at soulmeetstrategy.com and come hang out with me in my community of fellow new earth feminine leaders on Facebook. Now let's kick this off and get this party started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Soul Meets Strategy Podcast. Today is a special episode because I'm going to be sharing both some of my story, but also what I've learned and implemented as a result and also what I've observed when it comes to sisterhood wounding and stepping into our power and really opening our hearts as women. Chances are, if you're listening to this, you've had some layer in this industry, in your childhood, in your life of sisterhood, funky vibes and experiences. And in my experience, it's really easy to let that permeate into how we lead ourselves in our business, into how much we allow ourselves to collaborate to connect, to be seen in our marketing, and even when it comes to receiving money. I'm going to personally be sharing some of my journey with all of this, and really what sparked this was yesterday I was visiting a friend with my husband, and somehow my journey came up in the conversation, and I shared a few aspects of it, and my friend had mirrored back to me that I really inspired her because I've moved through some pretty big initiations in my life, but I didn't seem to be in victimhood around it. And she'd asked me, you know, how do I feel like I've processed a lot of these things from my childhood, from my upbringing, these various experiences, and stepped into the level of leadership that I have in the last decade or so. And I really told her that it came back to a continuous devotion to healing myself and seeing myself in a different identity and really allowing myself to be supported. And it certainly really wasn't always like that. So if we zoom back in time to, for me, it was when I was around 12 or 13. And not to say that I'd never experienced initiations and things prior to that, which that can be a different episode when it comes to childhood healing. But specifically, what I want to start with for this episode is when I was in middle school, and I had a pretty tight-knit friends group, and one day everything really changed. All of a sudden, something shifted, and we had kind of our clique, our group, and one of the, the kind of main girls in our group had decided that she didn't want to be my friend anymore. There wasn't any specific dramatic event or anything that had really led up to this. And honestly, years in hindsight later, I think it really came down to hurt people 
hurt people. Um, this particular girl, her father had recently committed suicide, and so she was obviously really hurting. I was always a really soft, people-pleasing kind of individual, and I think it was just an easy target given the situation and circumstance. But it really, really hurt because she decided that I was no longer going to be a part of the the popular group of girls at school. And things actually really escalated to the point where, you know, first off, I was really heartbroken. And I remember writing love letters and bringing gifts to the other girls in the group. There was about five of us. And they basically said, well, we still really love you and want to be your friend, but so-and-so says you're you're out of the group and we don't want to get kicked out of the group, so we're going to have to not be your friend, at least right now. And that really did break my heart and carried forward for me into many years from there. And this is the kind of stuff I see happening all the time for women in their business where they're still holding these deep rooted wounds. From there, what happened for me in school was is a lot of bullying, to be honest, a lot of it driven by the one girl, but it had that ripple effect and was really challenging that I ended up switching schools multiple times. I switched schools for my ninth grade in school, so then I became the new girl and that had all of its own layers worked into it to go to a whole new school in a different part of town. Kind of got mixed up in maybe not the best friend group when I was there. And then I went back into my original kind of ecosystem of people for my first two years of high school. And it was actually really challenging it, from the same group of girls, especially the one particular I was getting death threats. I was having a lot of stress and I ended up switching school for my 12th grade. And at that point I was working full time pretty much to support myself. So I was doing a blend of online school and going into this other school where I knew nobody only for one semester for the mornings to finish a couple of courses that need to be done in person in order to graduate. And so I never went to my graduation. I mean, I did graduate, but I didn't know anyone at that school. And after switching schools multiple times, I was in a pretty weakened mental state, I will say at that point. You know, I contemplated suicide a lot throughout high school, and this all directly linked into my subconscious beliefs of not being worthy, which in my younger years throughout my 20s, which for context, I'm in my early 30s now, but through that decade, I did a lot of inner healing on myself, which kind of made me feel like I had checked the box where I had moved past and moved through all of these things. But the reality is after spending a year in high school where I didn't want to have to leave my house. I didn't even really want to meet new people. I didn't want to become a target. So I literally was speaking to no one and making no new friends, not to mention in my 11th grade before I had switched schools, even though I was receiving all these death threats and things that had been happening for me, I actually had made a really solid friend through grade 10 and 11 until uh, her parents moved her to a high-end private school in the 12th grade and she had basically said to me I remember word for word that I wasn't rich enough to be her friend anymore because she was going to private school with kids that had their own credit cards from their parents their own fancy BMWs and although I had money to go do extracurricular activities because I was working full-time 
more or less throughout high school to support myself, I obviously didn't have those kinds of resources. So all of this led to a lot of guilt, a lot of shame. I felt embarrassed. I felt uncomfortable. And from there, I really did spend years hiding myself from my greatness, my light, my passion. It didn't feel comfortable to be seen because with it would probably come judgment or ridicule. And I felt like it was better to just not be seen at all. I I really worked hard, both consciously and subconsciously, to essentially be invisible. And that ended up in a lot of distractions, a lot of self-sabotage, anxiety, eating disorders, shopping addiction, a seven-year toxic relationship. There was a lot that was there for me until I eventually hit the point where I really was ready to heal and not just to cover up what was underneath the surface. And by no means am I I fully healed right now, but I could see even in the last five years of running my business, where was this wounding still rearing its head? Not to mention the deeper ancestral witch wounds and things that obviously were factoring in, but even just from my own sisterhood experiences. And what I think is really funny when it comes to healing, and, and really it's quite humbling is because we often feel, okay, great. I did the work. I've done it. I've healed it and I can shift beyond it now. And then oftentimes we get mirrored that there's still layers of that in order to really fully heal. And so even in the last five years or so in my business, there's been a number of things that have popped up. So I'm going to share with you a few kind of case studies and examples today of of ones that really impacted me And I'll share with you what I learned, what I implemented, and really what I experienced on the other side because of it. And some of these things were a number of years ago, and some of them were as recent as this year. So one thing that pops into my head initially is regarding team. Each of these case studies are kind of different aspects and angles of how I've seen the sisterhood wounding pop up for myself. And by extension, I've seen layers of this and versions of this for so many of my clients as well. So one of the first ones I'm going to share with you is around team. I've learned a lot about hiring a team, running a team over these years, not to mention my my time in corporate working as a human resources manager, but specifically in the coaching industry. As a First example, I had a team member that I hired. This was very early into my coaching business. And I pretty much learned all the things to not do. As an example, I mean, she was a client of mine and I hired her as a coach. And I really feel like I was doing it because I knew she needed financial support, not necessarily because she was the most qualified to be a coach within my business. And so there was a lot of messy, blurry lines that were taking place there. And I made a lot of mistakes that I learned from. As an example, I paid her for essentially an entire program's worth of coaching up front before anything had been delivered. So I learned a lot from that. I also paid for her to come internationally to a retreat of mine which actually the overall retreat was really great and really powerful in so many ways. But this specific person, I realized once we were spending more time together and in person, not including all the kind of drama that was going on with her as a support coach leading up to that. But at the retreat, I feel like the energetic was off. I felt like there was some distorted energy there. 
And unfortunately, that team member also started a rumor at our retreat. And we had a really powerful cacao ceremony at this retreat. Like crazy things happening, people shape-shifting, profound downloads coming through. It was a really powerful experience for everybody. There was about a dozen of us there as a part of this retreat. And this team member actually went and told a few other people at the retreat that we had dosed everyone with magic mushrooms, which for clarity was number one, not the case at all. And number two, that person didn't come to me to discuss their concerns in you know, a safe and effective way, they instead went to other members at the retreat. So it created a lot of unnecessary drama and mess to clean up from that. And that really brought me back at the time into some trauma around rumors, around sisterhood, around trust. So it was a really upsetting experience. Obviously, everything had happened for a reason, but it was then rippling into the business aspect of cancel culture because this person was really not happy with being released from our team and setting some boundaries around what had happened at the retreat that, um, you know, it's like everyone's worst nightmare where this client took to social media to make up some rumors and literally try to cancel me posting in large public groups. So that was really hard at the time. And also what I learned through that experience was that your people are still going to be your people. I actually didn't lose any business as a result of that. Not directly. Sure, maybe some people took what was said at face value and then chose to not work with me. But actually, those who really believed in me and had worked with me or wanted to work with me still jumped in and worked with me and it blew over. So I really learned from that experience to Hire slow, fire fast, meaning don't just jump in and hire people willy-nilly. Make sure it does feel like the right fit. And if the energetic isn't there anymore, step into your leadership, address it, make the adjustments, but don't continue to let parasitical energy stay in your space. Because I felt so much lighter once that had been cleared and my business went on and continued to grow. And I'm pretty sure that was my first multiple six-figure year in my business. And I'm only human, so I mean, I learned a lot from that, but I then had another team member that I had worked with for a while, and this one didn't have as much drama, and actually the synergy had been quite good in our dynamic and relationship. However, it it wasn't always, and maybe it shifted over time, but I was finding that it wasn't really that reciprocal in terms of the support that I was receiving versus what I was putting out, both in terms of support of this team member, paying this team member. And I learned through that experience a huge reminder when it comes to growing a team that your team is meant to build your energy. Your team is meant to take things off of your plate. And if they're draining your energy, if they're creating more work for you, then it might not be the right fit. And That's really what happened for me with this team member where the energetic eventually fell out and there was some drama even that came along with that where this team member had chose to leave. It was their idea, Um, but there was some projection that came back around maybe not wanting to fight for them. And, And that's something else I've really learned on my journey is I'm not really willing to fight for people. You know, I'm willing to take a stand for them. I'm willing to see them in their power. I believe in them. But I ultimately trust people's inner sovereign authority that if they 
don't feel the energetic in something anymore and they want to move on, then we can come up with a plan and exit strategy, whether we're talking team members or client. And so I, I really learned a lot through that experience of holding boundaries. And what I thought was really great was I didn't let myself get super drained by it. I navigated it. I didn't give my power away. And even though there were some moments of sadness and some moments of doubting myself as a leader, I didn't give all my power away to it. And it was really shortly after that transition that I manifested one of my best ever team members and really started to feel this like sister squad energy come together in my business. And so to me, it was really about getting clear on what am I available? What am I not available for in running a team and having and receiving support? And the more I elevated my standards around that, the more I feel supported, the more my business continues to grow. So that was a really big one that led to a lot of minor micro tweaks that have really made all of the difference. Another example around sisterhood wounding that I've personally experienced was with a client. And this was a while back. We were working together in a high-level one-on-one container, like quite hands-on, quite immersive. It felt like things were in momentum and going well. But this client was also working hard on a big project. And long story short, they totally ghosted me. Just like one day stopped replying days, weeks, and then months went by with absolutely no communication, even though I did know that they were okay because I could see that they were opening some of my emails. I could see that they were continuing to post on social media. And so for my own mental health and just to kind of clear the process and continue on, you know, I eventually unfriended this individual so I could just keep my energy clean and not obsess about things that I really had no control over. So it was really interesting to actually hear from this individual pretty recently actually and it really healed a lot for me and showed me too that it's it's so good to not give our power away when we don't know, when we don't know the details. Because in this personal experience, this client told me when we caught up recently, it had absolutely nothing to do with me. This client was really working on their project and then kind of went into an avoidance pattern of not wanting to be accountable. And they just basically hit resistance in that sense. And before they knew it, weeks went by and then months, and then they got really in their head about not knowing the right thing to say. So they had just been sitting actually with a lot of guilt and shame I didn't even know was going on. And I, of course, had the odd moment of wondering, did I do something wrong? Are they going to come out of nowhere and cancel me? I have these very real fears that I know a lot of you have as well. But I continue to keep coming back into my own truth, into my own power, carrying onwards and upwards. But it really was a very healing process to hear from this individual and to know that, number one, they're well and they're thriving. And number two, that it really had little to nothing to do with me in regards of being ghosted. So, you know, I learned a lot from that experience and what I implemented in my own practice and philosophy is to stand for people, but don't chase people and also not to make assumptions. You know, don't make assumptions about what is going on for someone when you really don't have the context of it, even if sometimes it sucks and our human self really does want to know all the answers. I also 
have been doing a lot of healing this year after a friendship didn't work out, more of like an in-person, not client coach, online friendship when things didn't work out. And it was really unfortunate and it really brought a resurgence for me of a lot of my sisterhood wounding because I felt like there was that deep soul sister connection and you know essentially we weren't on the same page around something and it sounded like we were going to be able to move past it but one thing I have learned and implemented from my past experiences when it comes to sisterhood when it comes to friendships when it comes to bullying all of these things is is I'm not willing to chase people and I'm also not willing to appease something that I had really been doing in the past was appeasing and so even if I knew I hadn't really done anything wrong I would always try to smooth things over make things better borderline chase people you know kind of that pick me energy and that's just not something I'm available for anymore. So I had to really take myself through my own process, even though there was disappointment, sadness, it's something that I've had to do a lot of self ceremony and healing around this year, to bring myself into a place of acceptance that sometimes friends are for a season. And there's that soul collision. And that serves a purpose, just as much as friends who are meant to be our friends for an entire lifetime. So I really do feel each time we have these unique things happen, They are representative and lessons and soul reminders for us to not take things so seriously and to allow ourselves to be more fluid, more flexible when it comes to these sometimes complicated relationship dynamics, but also willing to set a certain level of standard and expectations for ourselves. This is why when I think of one of my core team members, Stepanka, she is so incredible if you're listening to this Topanka. I love you. And there's just that true ease, that true sisterhood vibe where I feel like we are team members, we are besties, we are business buddies, and we're able to coordinate getting together in person and spending really special time together and to really support each other's business. And it feels reciprocal and it feels like how it should be. And our relationship and dynamic gets to evolve because of that because she started out as a client of mine for almost three years before joining my team coming and spending time with me in Canada and really showing me a baseline for you know what is the vibe what is the standard for my girl squad it actually brings me back to a vision from when I first started my business And I remember declaring to my husband, I was writing out all my business goals. A lot of them honestly were pretty delusional. You know, I was thinking with my first course I launched at the time, which was my chakra manifestation course that I had no idea how to sell courses at the time. I thought if I just sold a thousand of them, I could become a millionaire and it would just be as easy as that. But one of the declarations I did make that I felt really were aligned truths was that I deserve to have my my girl gang like my ride or die girl gang girl squad and over the years it's it's really come into my reality even though there have been things that have happened in between you know it's so easy to create stories it's so easy to keep ourselves feeling uncomfortable it's so easy to close ourselves down to friendships and also what I did for a number of years was to throw myself into relationships with partners and eventually I stopped doing that in terms of being in unhealthy relationships and distracting myself 
But then eventually I used my business as a way to hide. And I think this is a thing that does not get talked about enough in this industry is a lot of us are hurting still and have some things that need to be processed in order to make more money, in order to be of deeper service to our community. And we can't just hide behind our business, constantly creating new offers or marketing things, whatever it is, throwing ourselves into courses, masterminds and programs when we're not actually addressing our sisterhood wounding and potential fears of being seen, being received. I know for me, I'm a bit of an introvert. I'm a bit of an awkward person sometimes. And I was fully living that for a long time, like as an identity, as opposed to allowing myself to just be my quirky self, whether I'm online or if I'm offline. And I've seen this so much in the industry. It makes me think too from when I was in one of the higher level masterminds I've been in. And this particular mastermind had um, events that were included. And I remember going to one of these events that had a lot of big-ish names in the industry. I'm not talking like Tony Robbins big. I'm talking about like other six to seven figure female coaches that if you're listening to this, if I were to name them, a lot of you would probably recognize at least some of the names. So I was going to this event. This was back in 2020, I believe. Yeah. And I was kind of excited because some of these women, I recognized their names. I thought it would be great to meet up in person. Some of us had actually DM'd about kind of being each other's wingman at the event and it would be great to meet. And it actually was such a clicky energy at this event. And there was women who I tried to give them, I remember, the benefit of the doubt because I kind of thought that they gave off a bit of that energy. And they had messaged me saying, oh, I can't wait to meet you. Let's get together. Let's sit together. And then when we got there, it felt like high school all over again, you know, not saving me a seat, not really being in that reciprocal kind of energy. And it just seemed like it was a popularity contest and you know people trying to get photos with each other to tag and it didn't feel genuine or sincere so to me at the time it was just really interesting and I will admit I was a little bit triggered and when I didn't allow myself to get totally sucked into that I ended up meeting an amazing woman who I'm still in touch with today at this event who ended up becoming a long-term client and a deep soul sister and friend and sometimes we can't see what's in front of us you know like we get stuck into these popularity contests, whether we're talking online in the echo chamber of coaches or in person at events. But either way, we often don't notice what's actually around us because we're in our own projection and assumption of, you know, what it takes to be cool, what it takes to succeed, you know, who do we really need to be rubbing shoulders with when in my experience that usually isn't accurate at all. And when we allow ourselves to release and dissolve this kind of energy, this is where we can truly step into a more new earth feminine approach and embodiment where we can clean up our energy, we can clean up our space and we can start to become unapologetic. You know, nowadays I'm not apologizing or feeling bad if I unfriend or unfollow someone, if I set a boundary Sometimes I have to have sweaty palm conversations with people, whether I'm talking about clients, mentors, friends, family, but I see myself as the kind of woman who can handle it, 
who can figure it out, who is going to be okay on the other side. And now my focus has really become to allowing myself to continue expanding my circle and my level of support and authentic relationships and not capping myself. Because I do like to keep a pretty intimate inner circle, which yes, I love that. That is the vibe and I'm going to continue that. But in terms of making more authentic connections, making friendships, you know, I'm someone who's been traveling the world for more or less six years now. And for a lot of those years, it was actually very isolating. It was very lonely. I wasn't really meeting people because partly we were on the road jumping from location to location, but partly because I was telling myself it wasn't really worth it. You know, it was easier to just not. And so nowadays, you know, I'm, I'm heading back into digital nomad life. And even recently after spending a year in one place, I've really put the effort in to put myself out there, to host things, to attend things while using my discernment of what's actually going to build my energy. Is there a vibe? Does it feel reciprocal? And not just doing things for the sake of doing them to fill a calendar or to feel like I've been out there being social. So I really want to impart, if you've been listening to this with me today, to think about what have you really learned from the experiences that have potentially given you some level of trauma, wounding, pain when it comes to sisterhood, when it comes to friendship, when it comes to team, the online space, and what have you or could you implement to shift that moving forward to really integrate the lesson that's there for you? And what do you feel like is within you that is elevating, shifting, alchemizing to step into your next level of leadership and also receptivity, your next levels of sovereignty and self-leadership. I would so love to hear what is there for you and to remind you today that you are amazing, you are needed, you are desired, and when you allow yourself to be seen, it's so much easier for your soul squad to be able to find you. So let me know, send me a DM, What are you doing to step into your next level of sisterhood and community? And if you're looking to find some like-minded new earth feminine leaders, you can always pop into my free Facebook group, which you'll find in the show notes, new earth feminine leaders. Or if you want to really be in the circles that I'm cultivating and co-creating with my clients and fellow leaders, then feel free to check out in the links below my membership my mastermind, and this is where you can really get into proximity with the amazing culture, the amazing network and communities that I have been creating with other high-level leaders who are really here to move through the wounds and to forge real, authentic friendships and relationships. So I can't wait to hear your takeaways, and I look forward to seeing you in my communities of sisterhood if it's in resonance for you. Thanks so much for joining me for today's episode of the Soul Meet Strategy Podcast. I'd love to hear what came up for you during this episode. Tag me on your stories on Instagram at Soul Meet Strategy and come hang out with me inside of the New Earth Feminine Leadership Community on Facebook. 
Don't forget to leave me a review as I love and so deeply appreciate hearing your feedback. And from my heart to yours, keep shining bright, sister, and I'll see you on the next episode.